This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about all the joys, greatness, happy times, and exciting adventures of the world of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me today, my two great friends. Uh, Josh Matihi, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno, and a great friend, apparently. That's what I'm learning today. <laughs> and Maya Solana McDaniel, a student at Aikido Fresno, and also a great friend, I guess. Today we are at Magic Mountain because yeah. we wanted to go to Magic Mountain. Yeah, we're riding roller coasters it today. Was, it was Bring a Friend Day, yeah. so I should have guessed <laughs> that I was a friend. You, you are the great friend. friend. <laughs> um, okay, so what uh, what we're going to discuss today was this a suggestion that we got? Jared Wilson suggested yeah. this topic that we talk about of uh, Marshall Thoughts podcast, yeah, which if you haven't listened to, you should give it a listen to. Also, let me apologize in advance; I still don't have my voice back. We've had a seminar or demo every weekend since I've lost my voice, and I have not reclaimed it. So, uh, we will be talking about Ikkyo, the first lesson in Aikido. And, uh, Probably the first thing that most people learn. And something that is like, I think it's, it's, it's the bane of many Aikido students, or, or like there's a lot of ire sometimes that goes along with, with Ikkyo, because it's like... Uh, can I ever get it right? I remember several things that I've seen from uh, forums, different places, people talking about wanting to do the perfect Ikkyo, and like, it may never happen. So. I think it's one of those things, it's like, you're, people are both underwhelmed by it and also overwhelmed by it. Like, I think people see it and go kind of like, that's it? That's, well, that's the technique? Right. Like, I'm not very blown away, you know? So let, let's just talk, first of all, about why we would even want to talk about it in the first place, and the fact that it is um, a technique that most Aikido students will practice in some form, yeah? I mean... Yeah. Let's give a brief uh, overview of what uh, Ikkyo is. So um, in Aikido, we have what, in our school, we call the Kyowaza. Um, which are six techniques the way we teach it in our school, which is Ikkyo, Nikkyo, Sankyo, Yankyo, Gokyo, and Rokyo. Those are all just Japanese numbers. So Ikkyo meaning Ichi, uh, Nikkyo meaning Ni, uh, followed by Kyo. And Kyo just means um, like a principle, a main idea, um, a, a lesson. So Ikkyo is uh, the first lesson in Aikido syllabus. Um, it's a really straightforward, easy thing to practice. Um, it naturally lends itself to a control technique. It is controlling the elbow. Um, in our school, we specifically teach that it controls the underside of the elbow um, and creates an arc. And that arc is what drives someone away from you or down into the ground or however you're using the Ikkyo. Um, different schools emphasize Ikkyo slightly differently. But basically, it's control at the elbow uh, used to uh, project someone away from you hold someone in place, bring them down to the ground. And, okay, so which seems, I, I suppose, straightforward, and, and as we're saying this, most people can probably picture it in their minds, sort of what it looks like. Um, what is it about the technique uh, that is so uh, instrumental that, that we would put it at the very beginning as the, the first lesson? Um, I think it depends on who you talk to as to what they, why they think it is the most important thing. A commonly stated uh, way to talk about Aikido or about Ikkyo 
is that it is uh, uh, the, the, the number one principle in controlling the body, the way you control the body. And different people have different things to say about that. To me, and, and that's all I really feel comfortable talking about right now, to me, Ikkyo is super important because it controls the arm in a way in which if someone was armed on that side, meaning if they had a weapon on that side, they couldn't use the weapon against me. So Ikkyo is a special way of controlling the arm, whether it's standing or on the ground, that someone cannot quickly turn the weapon back against you. And we're talking about arm situations, which in my opinion is what Aikido is always talking about, whether I'm armed or they're armed or we're both armed. Something like Ikkyo is absolutely essential. And then uh, on the flip side as well, um, if you have a weapon, and Ikkyo can be a really uh, good technique to employ to keep someone at a distance from your weapon, and that and will allow you the opportunity to deploy and use your weapon. Right, exactly. So, um, you know, if you look at uh, like a, a prison shanking scenario, right? So, like you know, talk about real world terms. Uh, a, a rough technique like Ikkyo is very useful in that situation because it holds their arm up, so it's hard for them to get it down to protect themselves, uh, as you could stab them continuously. Right, it gives that little uh, um, exposure. Yeah. Right, and if you had a sword. It can create an opening to make an easy cut through. Um, it can unbalance someone while you're making that weapon use. So meaning it's hard for them to maneuver around uh, the, the cuts you're making. So something like Ikkyo is really useful when you are armed as well. Right. And so it's uh, both sides. <coughs> and it also seems like it, it, ha it is very uh, utilitarian. There's a lot of things that you can do. Like you can create space with it. You can like uh, project someone away you can control um, so it's not just uh, it's not just a one-trick pony right I, I think it's there's a reason it's the first technique it's because it's so versatile and useful it's like this is, should be your first option you know this should be the thing that you try first because it's right there and it's you know the, oftentimes people will put their elbow well, up. right so that's the other thing I think that uh, talking about this you know anyone who has done any sort of like uh, sparring, sparring practice with weapons. Yeah, Ron Dory's it. Like, this thing pops up all the time. Anytime someone presents their elbow, you can take it and, and turn it into a Nikio. And it happens a lot. Right. It happens a lot. A lot, a, a lot. lot. And, um, you know, on the flip side of that, so to me, uh, you know, when I started understanding uh, useful function for Aikido technique, um, I started understanding it similarly to Japanese Jiu-Jitsu and, and a lot of my original ideas about Aikido being functional were tied to Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. But the way we see Aikido now, which is a system of pure self-defense, um, Aikido is also a highly useful technique because it doesn't damage anyone. Uh, there's nothing about Aikido that causes a lot of pain and trauma to someone, about the but, Ikkyo, it, right, right, right. but the Aikido does drive them away from you. So it's not a traditional style joint technique where it's causing a lot of pain but it does do a good job of pushing someone away from you or making it difficult for someone to come at you, which uh, when you're looking at the way we interpret Aikido is highly useful. And so uh, I've seen a lot of things, a lot of people talk about Aikido and having difficulties with it, especially like in the Urawaza variation or, or the sort of moving to the rear variations. People have um, difficulties with it and, I, and uh, I, I wonder what it is about the technique. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a very simple technique, but there are some things that have to happen in order uh, for it to come off smoothly. Um, so maybe we could talk a little bit about it from, you know, both perspectives of Nage and the Uke. 
and and what has to happen to make this thing come off smoothly and maybe what's going on if someone is doing this and it feels like crap and they don't understand why so um, in order to understand uh, EQ fully, you have to understand <coughs> excuse me, the energy that the uke is providing, meaning the person who's attacking you, what are they trying to do, and what are your advantages and disadvantages to them. So in all the forms of, of Ikkyo, you are able to control the arm. Uh, in some of the forms of Ikkyo, you're not able to move the person via the arm. So, for example, in Ikkyo Omotewaza, which is to the front, it's a driving technique. Um, in this variation, I do have enough force to control someone's elbow and to drive them away from me with the elbow. In the Ikkyo Ura variation, uh, which is to the rear, I don't have enough strength so the person could bowl me over. Even though I can keep the elbow, the person's powerful enough to, to move me back. And in this form, I'm receptive to the force and I go behind them. So, a lot of people have problems understanding the Ura variation because they, they think they're pulling someone. And when you're trying to pull someone, especially if that someone's trying to go the opposite direction of you, it's going to be really difficult to make come off. Right. So, you have to get the right energy from Uke and the right energy from Nage working together at the same time. When you get that, it'll come off without a hitch. Right, when you see it uh, done well, it looks <coughs> smooth and flawless, but that's because the energy... Um, is working together properly. And sorry, no, this no, is a no. question I think that will maybe help people understand. Why would you want to make it come off? Like, what's the advantage of helping, as the UK maybe, what's the advantage of providing that force? Like, wouldn't I want to challenge my Nage into, you know, making it work better? Why would, I, why would I do that? So this is a great question, and this question's uh, way beyond Ikkyo. It's at the very core of all Aikido training in the Uke-Nage relationship. So you have to understand that uh, when someone's attacking you, there's a way in which they're going to attack you. In Aikido, the goal is to understand that way and do something that fits with what they're doing, how they're attacking me. So what Uke is doing in forms is they're providing a specific energy of an attack. And what Nage is doing is they're practicing how to fit with that attack. So if Uke challenges you, the prescribed technique we're doing right now won't work. Right, no, right. Now, a good Nage will learn if Uke changes to this, then you do this to answer that new energy. This is called Kanrin Waza, um, which is under-practiced in almost all Aikido schools. Conrin is uh, adapting from one technique to the next. And it means if someone challenges the technique I'm applying, so meaning, uh, you know, I feel you pushing me away, and so I quickly switch, so I'm uke, and I feel you pushing me away, and I quickly push back against you really hard. You can adapt and go urawaza, but then I feel myself falling in that way, so I stop myself steady. You can switch into another technique. So in real life, when someone's switching, you can switch with them. However, when you're practicing Aikido, you're only doing one technique at a time. So Uke's job is to provide the right energy for that specific technique. Now, there are other practices and sparring and live training. That's very important. Um, but it's a practice beyond the basic forms. The basic forms teach you the techniques and how they work. So if, if for example, I feel like I'm, you know, we're, we're studying Ikkyo, right? You know, Sensei said we're doing Ikkyo, you know, Shomuji Ikkyo. It, right. um, and I feel like it's not, like I feel a lot of 
force coming from my uke that I I feel like I'm having to fight against. Could that be that maybe we're it's not the right kind of attack for what we're doing? That's exactly right. And especially if you're dealing with someone who doesn't understand Aikido very well, so a newer student. If you're training with a senior student, um, take it for granted, as particularly at the moment, that they know better than you and ask them why it is that it's not coming off. The, just because they're a senior student doesn't mean that they're not screwing with you though, right? So like yeah. depending on their personality, um, this could just be someone who wants to purposefully mess with your technique. So, and I mean, this is more dojo politics and stuff than I want to get into, but if it's someone senior to you, assume that they understand something you don't and ask why that is. Right. If they're junior to to you, correct them and explain the energy to them and why the energy they sh should be providing is in a specific way. Yeah. And if you don't understand yourself, raise your hand and ask Sensei why the technique's not coming off right. I think that's uh, a good point. You know, a lot of times you'll, you'll hear people uh, talking about uh, any technique. is a, a pretty good one, I think. Um, and and you know there are times when they will do it and it just won't feel right right I mean that's they won't even say that it just it doesn't work whatever it just doesn't feel the way that they think it should um, and a lot of people automatically think that's the problem with their uh, with their technique right when in fact most of the time it's probably uh, a problem with the ukemi right, um, right. And, and not understanding maybe not understanding the what's what's happening so um, definitely talk talk between yourselves with the people you're practicing because j the techniques of Aikido when done correctly should feel smooth it should right. feel effortless right. there should feel like nothing is really happening so if something is happening you feel like I really had to muscle that guy around or like something is not quite right right you, because in Aikido the idea is that you fit with them so Ideally, when good Aikido techniques come off, it should feel like Uke is helping you do the technique. That's the way it's supposed to feel. So if it doesn't feel that way, there could be a, a problem on either side, but probably the energy of the technique is not right. Um, so I have a particular question. I feel like this does come up for me sometimes, especially with um, Omote Ikkyo. You know, when, when I'm... Because generally, I don't know, I feel like I'm probably weaker or smaller than most of the people that I practice with, although not always. Um, but you. like... <laughs> um, I don't know if you're talking directly. No. To me. <laughs> Go um, off. Um, I feel like we're, we're probably even, evenly yeah, matched. Even, even, yeah. um, but like, so, you know, when I'm trying to do Omote Ikkyo, um, whatever grab, with, with someone bigger than me, I feel like oftentimes it's generally pretty easy for them to make it difficult for me. You know, and we're practicing, and, and sometimes it is senior students that are just like, I want you to push, you know, push the crap out of me. You right. know, like, are there any recommendations that you guys have for, like, how to maybe better make the Ikkyo work? I mean, maybe it is me. Maybe it is my Ikkyo. My, um, Ikkyo. Like, how how could I... Because I feel like when we're doing Ura, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of made for someone's bigger than you and they're coming at you and you're just moving around right. with it so like I feel like that fits better to me into my style but you know on the emote it feels a little more like out of my comfort zone in terms of like being the, in the stronger position because I'm generally not yeah. does that make sense yeah Find a child <laughs> I mean really go to a kid's class and throw the heck out of them little kids and you'll get written um, really good no I I think sometimes you have to 
there are times when you just have to deal with with the, the and this is a bad way of saying this you have to deal with the person that you're training with right yeah and realize the limitations of the thing that is happening um, but understand that that that's why the thing is coming off the way that it is right yeah. so you know maybe it doesn't you don't feel like you can really get them um, going in in that forward direction because they're big and they're not really helping you with that um, that energy in a normal situation you would just get out of the way and that would be fine in this situation because you can't do that um, you either have to say hey man can you lighten up a little bit yeah um, and I think that's okay uh, or you know you can turn out of the way and just be like well if you're not gonna give me the right uh, response this is how I'm gonna react yeah or you can just do your best um, and really try to pay attention enough so you can feel where those positive hiccups are so that yeah. you know when not to do the thing that you're doing does that make sense yeah, so yeah. do it realizing that it is really not the thing you want to do i think so um, that's my two cents coming from a, an iwama aikido background um particularly in iwama aikido there is this great satisfaction that comes from being able to force a technique upon someone and there also is a, a great satisfaction that comes in um, helping someone else learn to really force a technique on someone. Yeah. Um, as my Aikido personally has changed, uh, I don't really feel that way so much anymore. Um, although I got a lot from doing Aikido this way. So what that will teach you when you have a uke who's doing that, especially on something like the Omote form where yeah. your job is to be stronger than them. Yeah. So on the emote form, what you'll learn from working with someone who's giving you a lot of resistance is how to align, mm -hmm. how to get your center lower than their center, and how to drive powerfully with your legs and hips. Um, and this will make your technique better and stronger, absolutely 100%. Um, however, there is always going to be a limitation on that. If you weigh 130 pounds and they weigh 240 pounds, and they understand the dynamics of Ikkyo, they can probably stop you every single time from achieving a successful Ikkyo. Yeah. There is no technique that works 100% of the time, and you guys have heard me say this a million times, I echo it all the time, it's important to understand this. People have this silly idea that if they master a technique, they can always apply it to anyone, anytime. We know historically this is not true because if it was, there would be only one technique right. that always worked 100% of the time. Only That's only technique that any martial arts system would teach, and it would always work, and the people who knew that martial art would always win. And we know this is not true, categorically not true. Martial arts has an idea that is beyond force, and that's why we study martial arts. So beginners study martial arts because they only know force and speed, and they find that lacking. So they study martial arts learn other ways to do this. Um, so limiting your practice to only forcing technique all the time is greatly limiting your practice of martial arts as a whole. So that's a long way to get to, to answer your question. But basically what I want to say is there is a benefit to training like that. However, it's a small benefit. Sometimes you're going to be training with people who just want you to do that no matter what. Especially people from the Iwama lineage love to do that, right? And I have participated in this myself many times. Right. You feel real strong and it's awesome. It. Yeah. It's yeah. super good. Um, but uh, you just have to grit your teeth sometimes and deal with that person and get the most out of that training session that you can. That's good. That's, good. That's really helpful. No, yeah. I mean, because I think 
with Ikkyo particularly sometimes, you know, because like with a Nikkyo or a Sankyo, like I feel like, okay, I can, there's hacks that I can use to right. align right. my body better, you know, get better leverage and you make create it work. pain. You create uh, yeah. pain in those techniques. And no matter how thick someone's wrist is or whatever, you know, like I can make that work, you know, right. but I feel like with Ikkyo particularly, I have more trouble making it work for whatever reason, whatever right. reason, you know? Right, absolutely. And so, and I think particularly because I know that it's, I wouldn't even really be doing it if I was having to struggle to make it work in a situation, right. a more live situation. Right. I think that that kind of hinders me sometimes, and like I, mentally, right, right. you know? And I think that's 100%. I mean, I think as long as you recognize that like, um, the optimal way to deal with coming up against that, um, uh, that whatever struggle, that resistance. resistance. The optimal way is just to move out of it, to blend with it. Um, as long as you understand that, then you can do other things, right? right. You can, you know, yeah, align yourself and, and work to uh, yeah. get through it, right? Uh, but that shouldn't be that shouldn't be what you're always looking to do. You know, you shouldn't yeah. be able to. You shouldn't want to say. I should be able to do Ikkyo Omote uh, on everyone because you won't. You won't be able right? to. Like, I will never be able to do that to a guy who's, you know, 300 pounds. I mean, Yeah, maybe, or like or six, five. If your timing was right. precise may, and perfect right, right, and the right, right moment right, arose, right. yes, you could. But if they know the technique's coming and they want to stop you, no, you cannot. And so, yeah. in, so in a training situation, let's say. Right. Um, which is what we're in. If someone wants to stop you, they're going to be able to stop you. Here's one of the biggest, and this is again a little away from Ikkyo specifically, but um, one of the biggest uh, problems I see with people thinking about uh, forms training. First of all, understand forms training mostly is intellectually informing you about what techniques do. It's not exactly training your unconscious mind right, right. to do these things. So understand that first and foremost. You have to spar to train your unconscious mind, right? Sparring in whatever form and We'll maybe make an episode talking about Rondori and Giawaza and what those things are, but but basically understand you're going to have to spar. So in forms, you're intellectually learning how to do something. And, and, and what that thing does. and yeah, yeah Right, yeah, right, yeah. And, and what that thing does. So um, uh, a lot of times people say, well, in a real fight, uh, let's put that in quotes, in a real fight, um, the, the, the person attacking me is not going to let me do this. But in a real fight, They're the person doesn't know, know what, what you're, you're doing. doing. Right. Right? But in a dojo, when you've just done Ikkyo Mote three times in a row, and that's what the teacher said, hey, do this, then the uke does know what you're going to do. And so it's very unrealistic when you talk about, first of all, forms training is purely unrealistic. It's just an informational practice. But it's unrealistic to think that the uke could tell the future and go, oh, they're about to Ikkyo me, so I'll stop them this way. That is not what would happen. And it's really cool. I don't know, like, the more live training or you know like uh, more live or whatever that we've done like it's been really fun and, and knife work and stuff too like it's been fun to see it pop up so many times and like sometimes like even still I like don't realize how, how much it comes up yeah you just you'll be like, oh. raise your elbow all the time and and it's funny when I'm the UK and I'm doing that and you know you when feel it. Uh -oh. right right it's and you know Josh will get a great EQ on me and I'm just like oh shit it was right there I need to pay more attention to EQs because they're freaking Something to everywhere. Do. every time you get an EQ you need to say EQ <laughs> just so everyone knows <laughs> right that's something we do in our yeah no it's not <laughs> no really not 
Yeah, but I think like it's she'll get thrown out. If it's underappreciated, I think, and it's something that a lot of people, cause it's so simple. Like I think people kind of are like, eh, whatever. It's yeah, whatever, I mean, I, you know. Right. I think the form the form of it, it is very simple, and and I think yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people may just you know take it for granted and not realize just how practical and how useful it is as a, a technique. Yeah. Well, because you know Nikyo or Sankyo or whatever, they're gives so the pain, hot, right? The they're, pain, right? They're so cool to get a Nikyo on someone. It's, I mean, like Nikyo is just like not quite as interesting to look at, you know. So I think people want to jump to something more elaborate. Yeah. When Nikyo is really useful, really simple, and pretty effective. Right. And I know? mean, if you're looking at it just in its purest form, which is like, uh, you know, escaping or throw or, or projecting someone away. It's nothing. It doesn't. It wouldn't look like anything. It's like I kind of hit look you like onto anything. the elbow, and then you, like, and that's it. And then I walk away or whatever, you know. So it's. It, I can see how it would be easy for someone to just go, "Well, what was that?" Right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of Aikido techniques, if you break them down to sort of the the essential, that's what they are. You know, right. they're they're right. Right. at their simplest. They're. Nothing, you know, they're nothing. If you just look at uh, Nikyo or Kodagaish as an escaping technique, it's like, oh yeah, I just turned my hand. Like, right, right. What you is know, that? You know, I, I'm not gonna name names, but I was watching a video fairly recently of uh, uh, an Aikido guy and uh, some Kali guy, and uh, the the Kali guy was talking about, you know, how Aikido techniques are ineffective, and he was showing variations of things that um, were superior to Aikido techniques. And the first technique technique he did was Kodagaish. Now look, he didn't know it was a Kodagaish. And I think the Aikido guy who he was talking to also didn't know that it was a Kodagaish. That, yeah. But it was a Kodagaish. And so I was like, oh, well that was a funny first choice. The second technique he did was Sankyo. The Kali guy didn't know it was Sankyo. And I don't think the Aikido guy knew it was Sankyo. But it was Sankyo. The techniques we have in Aikido are the same techniques across the board. Josh and I were uh, training at a seminar and we were doing uh, part of a Filipino system. I don't remember the name of the system. But uh, Josh and I were just working through the forms and the guy came over and he said, Oh, you, you guys study. Where do you study? Uh, meaning study the system. And Josh's like, No, I've never done any Filipino martial arts in my life. And I was all, I've done some Filipino martial arts, but, but nothing like this. But we do Aikido. And then he looked at us like we were crazy, like, Well, what does that have to do with this? But the Aikido techniques are the same core weapon handling techniques that you would find in any martial art. And when, when people say like, oh, well, you don't have this or that, it's like, no, we do. We do have those same exact techniques. You just are interpreting them strangely. Right. Or you might, yeah, you wouldn't even recognize, you know. So my one of my favorite things is to go watch uh, <coughs> movies and uh, try to pick out all the Aikido techniques that they use because they do them all the stupid time. I was watching Black Panther. And uh, I can't want it, someone. Kodagash. Kodagash. Uh, uh, Black Panther's right. sister. Black just, Panther's sister. That is correct. Just took, you know, and it's like. It's pretty nice Kodagash, And I want to say I yelled that. Not yelled, but I loudly in the movie I was like, Kodagash. Um, <laughs> so I think that that also is one of the, it's something to be aware of. It's just, you know, if you can, if you know what the techniques look like, you, you sort of, you can begin to see them other places. And if you can begin to see them other places, then you can begin to really kind of understand, oh, okay, well, this is where they would fit in. This is the type of thing I would be doing. You know, Ikkyo, if you just look at it as a control, it's like, eh, I'm, I'm not even sure I could create in my mind a scenario, like, from the point where it was like, this is what I would do, right? I mean, I have in sparring once or twice, and once for sure that I can think of right now, 
uh, gotten a full Ikkyo form. Okay. Like, uh-huh. from beginning all the way down, pinned the guy on the okay. ground. It was like, hey, look, Ikkyo. Once, Once or twice, right, right, maybe. Right. Uh, in I don't know how many years now of sparring with, with Aikido stuff. So it just doesn't come up that often, and that's okay, because I bet I get it every session at least 10 times right. using it on the off. Like, right, just right. meaning shoving their elbow away, getting into using my weapon. Disarming real quick with it, getting into using my weapon. Making space so someone else hits that guy. Um, when you're talking about multiple attacker situations, Ikkyo's fantastic because it gives me a way to make a shield in front of me that I can use to keep someone else from coming and getting me. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. I think it's, uh, it's not my favorite technique. But, uh, That's a funny thing to say. <laughs> I, I think at some point we should do a podcast about our favorite, uh, our favorite techniques because I think that everyone probably has a technique that they that fits them that they, that that works with whatever their body dynamic. You know, you look like you you watch Steven Seagal. He does uh, Iminagi all the time, right? And he looks awesome doing it. That's a technique that for him, I am sure, works well, and that's why he sets it up all the time, and that's why he shows it and does it all the time. So, I mean, I'm sure there are you know techniques. Uh, I that uh, Sankyo really works for me from like a. Uh, inside, duck under, tongue, whatever, because I'm short and it just sets up nicely. Man, you know, not, I'm not trying to be a jerk the... here, but uh, I hadn't thought about this in a while, because when you said that, when you said, like, it's not my favorite, I don't I don't really think of the techniques that way anymore. Like, um, I just think techniques fit situations. Right, right. And so, when Ikkyo pops up, it is my favorite, right. because it's, the cause one, it's right, right there, right. it works so good. Right. Um so it's like uh, I didn't. I, I was like, I was like, what's he talking about? Because I don't uh, yeah, favorite where, technique. Where is he going with and then it? I thought about it. And I was like, oh, I remember. I used to love Kokunage because yeah, yeah. I had a really good one, yeah. and I could throw people halfway across the freaking dojo with it. Like, and it made me feel good. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh man, I got a killer Kokunage. You know, um, but it's like the more I started to understand that when you do the right technique at the right time, they all feel fantastic. Yeah. I, I kind of gave enough. it up, right, and so right, like right, right. to me, my favorite technique is the ability to adapt from one to the right, next. Right. Yeah, like, I see that. And so, so it's like, yeah, like that's really how I feel about it now. Is like whatever you do, that's what I want. I want to do the completory thing. Well, I mean, I think that's what you've been saying about about. So we do some ground grappling in uh, our self defense classes, and like you, that's what you've been saying about like when you study, you know, jujitsu. It's like you you learn a couple techniques that you really like and work really well right, for right. you and you're like oh those are my those are my go tos right, you know right, right. and that's you were saying that's your game right? that's you what right. I yeah so that's right. sort of what I, I think my point by favorite I mean the, so what's my game, game yeah. The, yeah. The, the technique that I know I can set up and do um, yeah fairly easily right yeah but that's cool to think about it's that same kind of thing which is like you know, you, you you get a couple good ones that you really are good at, and yeah. then slowly, you know, you get to incorporate more and more things until you can go wherever you need to go. Doesn't matter because you're able to fit to the situation in whichever way with right. whichever right. technique, yeah. you know, really well. Right. And I think like that's part of that that learning curve, you know. Yeah. And so it's cool. It's cool to see like the different stages, you know, that we're at with that. Yeah, it's funny, you know, I hadn't thought about in that term before, but like, you know, when you're, say, learning Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and you're building your game, uh, and what a game is, it's basically like, uh, for a certain situation, you have a kind of technique, and then you have branches off of that technique when it doesn't work right. So, you know, maybe uh, your scissor sweep is a go-to sweep for you. Uh, when that fails, you can elevator sweep from that. 
uh, and you can uh, maybe butterfly sweep. I don't know. Like you have a you have a series that you go to. And what's funny, thinking about that right now, I I didn't learn Aikido like I learned Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Like when I learned Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I learned like you know roughly I learned maybe like 30 sweeps. Um, and then I picked like the three that worked good for me. And then I just, I mastered, or I, I got good at those. I got really good at those. And then I got good at the variations from that and I built my game. Um, but, but like for Aikido, I just learned the Aikido game. Like I, I just learned the whole what I think right. the game right. of Aikido right. is. Yeah. And so like, I don't have a favorite because I, I can play with them all equally. Right. Like I've worked with them all so long now that Jujinage is equal to me, to Kaitanage is equal to me, to Kokinage is equal to me, to Koshinage is equal to me. To, like they're all equal yeah. and they just they fit the right situations and they, they, they adapt one into the next really nicely. But, and so, but you could you can see that like, and I'm sure you've trained with anyone who's trained with enough people, especially if they've done Jiyawaza or whatever, people will have, the people have oh, their no go-tos. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, that's absolutely right. The things yeah. that, you know. Yeah, um, that's absolutely right. That, that work there. And maybe for some people that's Ikkyo. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I love Ikkyo. I do it constantly. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. I, know. I think lately I've been on kind of a tip where I'm just like, God damn. I don't know. Like, I've been feeling Find this way Ikkyo. about a triangle step, and I've been feeling this way about Ikkyo. Like, those two are so freaking good for, like, in terms of coming up and, like, making it work really some, quickly. Like, yeah. little Timmy to the face, hit some people in the face, and yeah. move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's super, super good. Triangle think... step's another really important thing that's just underappreciated in Aikido. We don't even look at it as a technique, and it's so powerful. It's so good. I feel like a well-placed triangle step can make all the difference. Yeah. Like, I yeah. really think that. Um, okay. Is there anything else about Aikido? Yeah, anything that we, that we missed? Uh, Man, we did 33 minutes on Aikido. It's pretty good. That's, that's probably, I, uh... No, that's probably... I was going to say that has to be some kind of record, but I'm sure there's some... Talking about Ikkyo? I'm sure there's some uh, YouTube video out there we can find someone to talk about Ikkyo. Yeah. People love to talk about Ikkyo. If, we have uh, any, if you guys have any questions, hours. we love to hear those, yeah, whether but, they're yeah. about Ikkyo or about something right, else. Right. I mean, hell, we can do every technique if you want. If people want right. to hear about these techniques, that's cool. Uh, whatever. What and again, people want I mean, I think, uh, you know, just so we're clear, I think we were... Th- this is our interpretation of what... Uh, Ikkyo is, I mean, and, and, and I think hopefully from listening to it, you can see that we kind of understand it from a lot of different uh, angles, but um, anyway. You know, everyone, everyone's got their own interpretation, and that's great, um, but we can only speak for ourselves, right. so so that's what we're doing. All right, yeah. um, let's go ahead and thank our Patreon oh, yeah, our Patreon uh, uh, supporters here. Supporters. Yeah. So we're um, actually, I think we got uh, six bucks a month now coming woo! in. So that's good. Yay. Um, at seven bucks, uh, we can have eight videos up, or eight, eight videos, podcasts. eight podcasts yeah. up at a time. Right now, we can only have four. Um, at fifteen dollars, which is roughly our goal right now, we're trying to get to fifteen big ones a month. Then we can have unlimited videos on, or uh, ah, video terrible, man. unlimited yeah. podcasts. Someday we'll get on, uh, on uh, video, SoundCloud, yeah. and then you can find everything, whatever. So it'd be unlimited. So yeah. that's what we're trying to get. But thank you too. Uh, we have Warren Work Dean, Grant. Thank Templin, you, Work. Thank you, Grant. Jim Sullivan. Thank you, Jim. And Lenny Acuna. Thank you, Lena. Lenny. Yeah. Um, also, if you guys want to find our archived podcast, we do have them up. So anything past the ones that are on SoundCloud, so we, we can only do four at a time right now. Um, the other ones should be on AikidoStudent.com. Um, so, you know, obviously we're trying to get them all onto SoundCloud because then we can you can stream them wherever to your chosen podcast app because I think we're on 
iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, all those other places. So that's the goal is to be able to for you to listen to it wherever you want. But they are on AikidaStudent.com if you want to go find them and listen to them. Right. And there's two that aren't up right now. Uh, we were recently informed. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll try and get those up. Uh, hopefully by the time you hear this, I'll have the, the, the other ones up. So uh, go ahead and subscribe if you have not already subscribed. If you enjoy what we're doing on this uh, podcast, please tell your other Aikido friends that uh, this is something that they should be listening to. Um, leave a comment, leave a review, whatever you want to do to let us know that you are listening and we're doing a good, bad job, <laughs> indifferent, whatever. Um, and we'll do our best to uh, answer those questions and or make this a better podcast when we can. Hey, I would like to talk about live training next podcast. All right. Okay. So, live so, training it is. Yeah, next podcast we're going to talk about live, live training, training, what it is, how we're you do it. We're actually just going to set the mic and then do some live training. And you can hear us grunt and slap. <laughs> yeah. See if you can figure out what's happening. <laughs> you might hear an owl. <laughs> that, that, I guess that would have to be the, the video, uh, yeah. video version. All, All right. right. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Magic Mountain. Yeah, thanks, Magic Mountain. Oh, and Denny's, we're still taking coupons or whatever you'd like to send us. <laughs> Love you, Denny's. <laughs>